for having me over. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Sherry Brew, right? Sherry Briggs. Briggs. I but my say... husband is Brewster. That's why I keep hearing Brew. Right. Here Brewster. Brew. Sherry Briggs. Yes. Good to be with you, Sherry. Thank you. Um, you know, we usually just like to start this off by uh, sharing a little bit about your heart for the Lord, how you came to Jesus. Okay. And obviously we're in Claremont, yes. the heart of Claremont, my hometown too. Okay. Were you a Madison girl? No, I grew up in L.A. Okay. Yeah, I've been here though since I was uh, 19. Well, there you go. Yes. And yeah. so so was it during that time you met the Lord or did you? Well, I have an interesting story because I was raised in a cult in Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, <laughs> to get going here. Um, and basically I was raised in that cult until I was 19. Wow. And, so um, you were born in it, or early well, on your family came. Well, my mom got going in that in that is when I was about four. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So ba I was rescued. The Lord brought a revelation of Jesus Christ to me when I was nineteen, wow. and really hit a bottom in my life. I'm so confused. Um, How old were you? Is that nineteen? And, um, and the, the founder of the, the cult actually died and the church was praying for the resurrection from the dead and was at that point claiming that he was Jesus Christ. And that's when the lights really came on and God revealed to us so many things that we didn't know. Wow. And, wow. and so I was rescued out of that. My goodness. And um, two years prior though, I'd had a full born again experience. So I had met Jesus, thank God. Now was this during the Jesus movement? No, this stirred? was in, um, well, you know, in the, um, in um, the 70s. Yeah, yeah, late 70s. Yeah, late 70s. That's when I met the Lord, 75. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was kind of, I call yeah. it the tail end. Yeah, the tail end. It was still perking in San Diego and yes. LA. Mm -hmm. Things were happening, yeah. Definitely. And then um, actually, it was uh, my coming out of the cult was totally confused, upside down, brainwashed. I, I was, I, I, I had been like programmed to not think. So when you come out, your mom came out with you. you yeah, my mom and my brother. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, basically when I had my son Nathan. Um, when he was a year and a half, I rededicated my life to the Lord and put my foot on the path with uh, Jesus. Uh, and I started going to the Vineyard Church here in La Jolla. Oh, Don Williams. Don Williams. And Don Williams just passed a few days yes, ago. Yeah, sweet yes, man. Yeah. He was yes. an anchor in the Vineyard Ministries back in the day and worked yeah. close with John Wimber and was a great theologian too, yes. preacher. Yeah. yeah, so that's how it all began. So we part of the La Jolla, La Jolla vineyard crew with Mark right. McCoy yes. and that whole gang. Gotcha. Yes. So my husband had a very strong surfing presence and, 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 and he had gotten saved at 18 and a whole revival had broken out back in those days and Brew was very much of a part of that right. because he'd been praying for years and so a lot, a lot of stuff happened in La Jolla and that's kind of what I jumped into. Wow. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So that's so you go to the La Jolla Vineyard, you get involved. I know they have a strong ministry of the poor. Yes. Was that where some of that, that got no, in your heart? No, actually, I love that. I love that. But I was just kind of coming out of being completely brain, you know, I was right. just starting out right. again, like trying to get the truth, find out who God really is. And then it, what really what happened was, was um, years later, after um, we had been walking with the Lord, I uh, well, I got remarried um, to my, uh, my well, well, I'm going too fast. Basically, my son, whoa, whoa, whoa. my son, I got, I, I came to the Lord and gave my life to Jesus, ended up at the vineyard, and that experience of watching God provide for me and my mm -hmm. son, 
and and when I put my foot on the path, I saw his faithfulness to take care of us, to feed us, to clothe us, to keep us, um, you know, because I was waiting on tables and living by faith, really. That's where things began to really speak to me about God's love and provision and care and his eye upon the sparrow. So I really took that to heart yeah. as a new believer. So you're getting um, some practical experience how to walk with the Lord just day-to-day life, yeah. being a single mom and all that yes. stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, and how he was truly my father yeah. and he was reparenting me. Yeah. And then years later, Brew and I got involved in a ministry in Oregon. We were living in Oregon for a while and we were in working in a recovery um, ministry and we had um, a giant, we were in a giant car crash, 1999, huge. My whole family was thrown from the car, thrown out on the highway, we all lived and it was the most incredible miracle of my life, um, seeing my children live, be spared, but the power of God in that moment of the, just rising up in me and in, in, in the with my body broken and bloodied, my husband mm. under the van broken from head to toe and feeling the power of Jesus rise up in me. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was no weapon formed against me will prosper. That wasn't me. Right, right. So I encountered God in this horrific scene. And from that point, long story, but from that point, I was like, what do you want us to do, Lord? Where were you, you, you obviously saved our lives, yeah, all of us. Yeah. What do you want? And I began to then get visions and dreams of this place that God was showing me that there would be things there for people in need. Mm. And I just began to journal and pray and write all these visions down and taking to heart my own personal experience with mm. how God provided for us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the vision of Bridge of Hope began. I love that, Shay. So many people, it's out of our own experience yeah. that something gets birthed. Yes. That we something we've gone through, a price you paid, you know, being hungry for truth. Yes. You really identify with people for that. You had to yes. work through all the deceit and falsehoods. What would you say to someone that, that maybe is struggling and maybe listening to this would say, gosh, her story is inspiring me. I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I'm deceived. What would you mm-hmm. say to them? cry out to God. (laughs) I mean, I was so desperate in those moments of being so lost that I kind of, I I said, God, you either reveal yourself to me or I think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to make it. I was so... You were feeling that where you were at wasn't a good place. I knew it. I could feel it. I was in so much pain. I was confused and lost, but that, that actually drove me. I did know where to go. Okay. (laughs) I knew it's God. Where did that seed come from? That, you know, I think I always had loved God. I think I just didn't know him. I just want, I just was confused. I was raised in the cult. It was confusing. My heart was always there. And I feel like God was always calling me. Yeah. But. uh, It was like deep inside you knew there there was someone out there. I had the same experience. I just Uh, didn't have any Christian upbringing. And then mm. um, um, I remember when friends kept giving me a Bible and talking to me. I was confused. I said, listen, if you're up there, come get me. That's I need you to help me because I can't figure this out down here. Exactly. Need some help. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was that, and he showed up. Yeah, yeah, very good. He showed up. He showed up and showed <laughs> off. He showed up and showed <laughs> off. Very yeah, good. Yeah, and he won my heart. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. That's a sincere thing. I love the encounter. Yes. Uh, with Jesus that changes us. It's not a head yes. trip. It's an actual encounter. Yes. An experience. Yes. And um, so you had visions and dreams that went with that too? Yeah. yeah. So after that car crash and we were in this ministry working with folks coming out of recovery and um, 
I had these dreams and visions and um, just kept it to my, myself. The Lord just didn't want me to really share and talk about it and just pray and pray on it. And uh, one day I went to a prayer meeting at some women's house, Lauren Hassan. Do you remember yeah, Lauren Hassan? Yeah. And there's well, women in the and they invited me, I'd never been before. And this group <laughs> of women at the end said, can we pray for you? And I said, sure. And uh, if you're listening, Lauren, this is good job. <laughs> and they began to see in the spirit and have a word of knowledge of everything in my journals. They saw a place with things that people need and that I could go into the marketplace and ask the rich they'd give it to me for the poor. They said all these things mm -hmm. and began to say about a garden and a play area for children and plenty of food and all these things. And they were all crying and I'm like sitting there going, oh my gosh, this is really time. Yeah. And then they said, does this make sense? And I said, oh, absolutely. I've been writing about this for years. Had you told anybody about no. that? No. Did Brew know about it? He just knew God was showing me stuff, but even him, I was just like kind of, you know, waiting on the Lord. It, yeah. yeah. And so out of the blue, you go to this meeting and these, these ladies basically read your mail, yes. read your journal, yes. so to speak. Yes, yes. So I came home and told Brew, Brew, we're going to start this thing. He goes, what are we going to start? And I said, uh, we're going to do this. He goes, well, how? And I go, I don't know. And then I asked the Lord, I said, God, do we find the women first that need help? And then we find the, the stuff or do we find the, the practical items first and then the women? And God said, literally, I'll never forget. Don't worry about it. Okay. And from there, a door opened for me to teach a Bible study for women getting off the streets. I taught that and then God paired me one by one with one wow. woman in need to another. And that was the beginning of Bridge of Hope. Sure. started my garage. I love this story because there's so many Christians I come across, they don't know how to go to the next place. Yeah. And just understand, it's partly a struggle. Yes. But yet, it's just a trust. You just yes. ask the Lord. He said, don't worry about it. And yes. he didn't. Yes. And then a door opened. Yes. Imagine that. Yes. <laughs> and then step further, he told me not only to keep studying my word and be in the word, but also to study the life of George Mueller. Ah. So he is my mentor. He was a father of orphans in the 1800s. And yeah, he, tell me a little bit about okay. that. It's a great, I read his book. It's great. Give, oh, him, give him a minute. Okay. Just Everyone should read this. Yes. Okay. I agree. So George Mueller was a father of orphans. And not only that, he opened uh, Bible colleges, but he heard the Lord say, don't ask people for things or what you need or money or finances. Ask me, open your mouth wide and I will fill it was the scripture. And he took it literally. He had been a thief in his early days. Oh, I didn't and when know he that. got born again, Maybe he I read had that. this yeah. encounter and he took the word of God literally. And he chose to only ask God for what he needed for the orphans as yes. he was leading and opening orphanages. And God began to just provide. So, for instance, everybody knows that famous story. If you know George Mueller, the kids are sitting around the table. There's no food. They're waiting and praying and waiting. And then a milk truck breaks down. Right. Somebody says, I was prompted to bring bread. Right. So for Bridge of Hope, for us, we have never fundraised. We have always waited on the Lord and waited for whatever, from baby clothes to vehicles to buildings to volunteers. We pray and wait. Yeah. And for seven years in the beginning, from 2005 until 2013, it was a moment-by-moment moment squeeze. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never got to a point. Well, and that was seven years, and then we had a breakthrough where we could kind of go, okay, God, this we're not having to just, our knees knocking as we're waiting you, you to plan write out that red check. Bit. You can plan out a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. But it was seven years of wow. just 
every penny for my family, our family too went through a lot. My husband was injured again, lost an eye. Mm. I was working, taking care of the family and uh, real estate market. I was a realtor, deals crashing right and left. Yet everything went on that left side column of what we're praying for and asking for and everything would go on the right of how you provide. Wow. And we do that to this day at Bridge and here. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm inspired. Oh, I'm gonna start a new ministry again. <laughs> I, I love it how it's 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 the hardest thing we do, but yeah. it's really that simple. Yeah, it's just getting honest with God and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yes, and then tell me the next thing to do. Yes, and do it. Yes, I mean just breaking it down to very simple things. Yes, it doesn't take a four-year degree or all this right. stuff, which are great to have. Right, but sure. But if everybody had to get a four-year degree, we'd be waiting a long time for the yes. kingdom to move forward. But people like right. you just simply. With a passion, I got to do this. Yeah. I, something's stirring in me. God confirms it, and then yes, the next step, and He gives you the next step. And He confirms it through His provision. So one of my things I always say is, where He guides, He provides. Right. If it's His will, it's His bill. And we've <laughs> and there's times where it has gotten very close to like, oh boy, we're going to be in trouble if tomorrow yep. nothing shows. Yep, and sure yep. enough, it would show, and I'd fall to my knees. And I have so many stories like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't trade that for anything. I didn't always enjoy it, but no. I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, but it's fun. Huh? It is fun. It gets fun. to be fun. What's, <laughs> what's God going to do? It's like you go to bed thinking, there's no answer for tomorrow. God, what are you going to do? And exactly. to watch him do that over and yes. over. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's a great story. Ta- a little you. bit more specific now on for people on Bridge of Hope, what yeah. you ministry how it operates, what you're doing okay. in the city. So we now are in City Heights, which is one of the largest refugee resettlement areas in the whole country. Ah. So in 6.5 miles, in, in you know, 10 minutes from here, right, right um, is over 100 dialects spoken. Yeah. And we ended up there. We didn't know. We didn't have a plan for anything that we're doing today. Nothing. We had no plans. We only had plans to help women with furniture who were starting over, like I did. Now we are one of the largest food distributors in the city. We help families with furniture, all household items, and clothing. We see about 1,500 people a month for food, about 500 in our clothing closet, and we work with over 70 agencies in San Diego that refer families to us that are coming out of a crisis that need our exactly. that type of help. Need a fresh start. And, and we're a community and we have kids clubs and art programs and science and we do we, over the years we've done different things COVID hit we had to kind of shut some of the stuff right, that you know the right. classroom kind of things down but we're always there we're always you know kind of coming up with whatever the need is whatever that particular situation that's going on in the community we, we kind of see the need and meet the need yeah because we are a place there. We have a beautiful garden and a playground and we have a tutoring room and we have trucks and we have everything we need. So we kind of just keep doing what we're doing for whoever God brings. So you're like a community sanctuary for people to come and get things met emotional, spiritual, physical needs. Yes, exactly. Kind of like the the church. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like church to me. Yes, I think so. (laughs) He said it. So it is. It is beautiful. And God, it was God's plan. Yeah. I never knew. I just kept rolling with it. I mean, we just kept, now we're here and it's beautiful. Yeah. Just take the next step and see what God does. That's yes. the fun part. So it's been 17 years. Wow. 17 and a half. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Any future plans you can tell us about to be praying about? Yeah. Uh, well, I have a grief. I, I lost my son. So my son, who was the inspiration behind Bridge, 
um, is went to heaven seven years ago in a diving accident. So at this time now, God has led me into a grief support ministry. So I work with a lot of parents and families that have lost children and loved ones. But I wrote a book, and that'll be out November 8th on all of what God has done. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. So tell people how they get the book and how they can find your ministry. Oh, thank you. And if you. they want to help. Yes. Because I've been down there. I mm-hmm. uh, went down with my friend Rick yeah, Sines. I mean, my I, wife and I came. Yes. It was a blast. Oh, it just, you know, I, lo- I used to work with David uh, DeWitt and oh, help yeah, him out. And, and that was always fun, too. I just, I just love uh, that environment, the openness yeah. of people, the com- camaraderie of working together. Yes. And uh, Well, let me say something about David. Yes. God had early on was George Mueller, with the Word of God, George Mueller and David DeWitt. David, he you're said, up there with George Mueller. To, you talk to David DeWitt. You don't need to talk to everybody because people are going to think you're a little cray-cray. You, you can talk to David. <laughs> I did. And he has been a mentor to me. Oh, that's good to hear. Yes. He's a good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. So you can find us on Facebook, Bridge of Hope San Diego, though. There are other Bridge of Hopes out there. Right. We're San Diego, and that's the only one. It's just us. And then um, also bridgeofhopesd.org is our website. Now, is there a place on there if people want to volunteer? Yes. Or? You can look on the website, and it says, uh, I think, Get Involved is the tab. Right, yes. right. Yes, yeah. And then my book is called Relentless Pursuit. God's gentle guidance amidst the storm. I like that. And it'll be out on Amazon, I think, November 8th. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, listen, I think that every Christian should have, um, and we all can't have the same ministry like that, yeah. but we need to have an eye for the poor. Yeah. Whether it's being aware of people on the corners needing food, uh, say the same thing about, about orphans. Yes. We don't start an orphanage, but I think every Christian needs to have it in their heart. It's good religion. Definitely. And we need to be sewing into it, praying for it, mm. or serving at it. I would Thank just encourage. It's, it's just a balanced. To me, it's like a balanced diet for a Christian. I want to have a. I want to have a heart for the poor. I don't want to drive by people on the street and go, "Oh, there's another one begging for money." Right. We've got to look past that and see that there's human being there. Yes. And there's wisdom in what we give people. Definitely. You know. So, and you probably have some stories on that. Oh I'm sure. yeah. But uh, we can't get our heart cold on this. Right. Because it's a growing problem, obviously. I mean, it, you know, it was in the news the other day yes. about what are we doing with the homeless in San Diego. And, oh, gosh. And El Cajon's having all kinds of issues. And yeah. I hear Bill Walton, the basketball player, is taking a big stand to help do something. Oh. So there's things yes. stirring with that issue. Yes. But it's because it's right in our face. We yes. need to, the church, above all, needs to do something. Well, that is the call. I believe we will find that people are going, the church is going to step into these roles and these buildings that are sitting all over the nation that are only operating on Sundays are going to become pantries and places to sleep and care for the poor. That's my thing. And I'm happy to share away. I'm happy to share (laughs) and give away all we've learned. I believe that. You know, you could be a source for that. That's a good idea. I believe it. Sherry, an awesome lady. Oh, thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening.